Welcome to Renovating Riches Radio. And today we have a great speaker on our podcast. Actually, he's going to be a speaker in our event later on. If you're, if you're listening or watching this, AC is actually going to be speaking in our event tonight. But we're doing a pre-event the pre podcast, the pre-event podcast. Uh, and um, if you haven't, if you don't know who AC Ramos is, you need to go back in our previous podcast. I can't remember <laughs> what episode it, well, it was. No, me neither. This is a sequel. This to, is a uh, sequel. <laughs> um, our, our first interview with uh, AC at his office, um, we basically talk about his, the background, right? You know, where he comes from, what he's doing and all that. And today we want to like bring him over again and talk a little bit about you know, his business in particular, about what what he does with wholesaling, how he's structured. So newbies out there, or if you're not a newbie, you're just, you know, watching this video or listening to us on podcasts, learn a little bit more about, you know, how other people uh, run their businesses. And um, so AC, thanks for coming back and, and be here with us. And of course, thanks for being a speaker at our event tonight. So we know you run your own wholesaling business. Um, and Ricardo and I were talking about, you know, okay, what questions we're going to ask him. So yeah. I guess the, the basic, basic one that everybody wants to know is like, how do you get deals? How do you find them? I mean, what are you doing marketing wise? So if you want to explain, you know, to people, because they all know that we do direct <laughs> marketing. We have talked about it a lot. Um, but sometimes it's good to have another point of view, what some yeah. other people are doing out there. So. No, definitely, definitely. So direct mail is one of our methods. Uh, we definitely do a lot of direct mail. Uh, bandit signs is another method. And uh, cold calling, uh, which goes along with our, our direct mail campaigns because we kind of kind of run it hand in hand. Uh, do you use VAs to do this or you hire your own people? No, we actually have a team of acquisition guys in our office that, okay. uh, that run everything. So yeah, we have a eight acquisition guys and one head of acquisitions or acquisitions manager over all of them. And, okay. uh, and he's helping them close deals and stuff like that. And they're, they're handling the leads from all the different types of marketing. Their job is to just work it and get deals. Okay. So I guess you're call calling the same list that you're mailing to, correct? Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll pull the list, mail to it, scrub it on the DNC, and then, mm -hmm. and then actually start calling some of them and we'll say, hey, we're in your area, you know, and we're looking in your area. For you, that if you don't know what a DNC is, that's oh, my the bad. do not call <laughs> list, okay? You want to make sure you do what AC is saying, which is, is scrubbing the list, making sure that you you're, know, not, you're calling not calling people. people you're not supposed to because you can get in troubles and you get fined for it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so, okay, so you... <clears throat> You pull a list, you mail to them, and then you follow up with calls, um, and that's how you start bringing deals. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe it's more of a massive action in all of the different stuff. You know right. what I mean? Like, if you start hitting enough direct mail, you start hitting enough calls, you start hitting enough bandit signs, you know, I mean, if you have, like, like what are we really talking about? Like, generating leads, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you have no money and you need to get leads generated, what's the quickest, cheapest, fastest way to get out there, driving for dollars, knocking on the door, bandit signs. <clears throat> um, you know what I mean? Because it's all about generating uh, contacts, generating, uh, talking to as many people as you can, right? Yeah, I remember you saw uh, you you had a picture of a of a big truck full of bandit signs I don't oh, yeah. know, years ago. Yeah, I, I saw it and I was like, man, I wonder how many bandit signs are there. Yeah. How many? How many did you can you put them in one week? 
the most we ever did was three to four hundred in one on one night. On one night. In Ooh, one night. That's, that's a lot. lot. In, yeah, yeah. In that's, one night, we I, could do 300 bandits. I put bandits 25 on. and it feels like 100. <laughs> yeah. No, I personally would put up, the most I put up in a night is 200. Me personally. You. Okay. Um, and no, I've even course. gone out with my crews. And you got guys. Like, huh? Yeah, once we hired people that we could scale pretty easy. Right, and we right, would right. Hit. We yeah. just know that for the bandit sign marketing, we would have our, our bandit sign routes laid out. And, uh, and have the signs ready for them to be picked up and put out there and had an app called Simple Crew yep. to make sure they put it out there. But we knew for every 100 bandit signs that we put up every Friday night for a year would generate us $100,000 in profit. Each month. Each, each campaign of 100 bandit signs okay. per week. So if we did 100 bandit signs every Friday for a year, that campaign, a year-long campaign, should generate a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, so you're turning it the same as direct mailing, right? Yeah, you, you just got to do your numbers. You're hitting up the same the same corner. Yeah. You know, so boom, what we did is, did, so once you do that and you scale direct mail from one hundred signs to, so now that's three hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue off of Bandit signs. Right. If you do three hundred signs a, a a night per week per week for a year, and then you throw in thirty to sixty thousand postcards per month. Now right. you have a mix. So when you're pulling this, this marketing for 30 to 60,000 postcards for, per month to, to mail out, you, you have your list already to call. I mean, you're to mail to. Now you scrub it and call it. And, uh, you know, and we, we really kind of pick hot areas that we want to go after. Right. right. Now, areas, areas you can probably move fairly yeah, easily. Yeah, and areas that we want to buy in because most people, you know, like I tell people all the time is I, I, I'm not a wholesaler. Most people will, if you hear about my name or ask about me, people will say, well, hey, he's a wholesaler. I he's thought wholesaler. you were. <laughs> and that's what most people think is like, and I, I really, I don't do any wholesaling. I haven't, I don't lock up many contracts for our company. I've locked up nine deals in the past year and it's all been for my students and my clients. As far as our deals in our office for our team, it's all been our acquisition guys. Like I don't have to do much there. It right, runs. Right, right, right. So as a wholesaler, I mean, I'm not out there doing the deals. I'm not like answering the phone and yeah, doing yeah, all that. No, I run a have, wholesale company. You already have a wholesale. But we company. also buy and rehab and flip. Right. And we and I and uh, me and my girlfriend Ceci, we look for profits of eighty to a hundred thousand dollars and more per deal to choose if we want to flip that house. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, me, I already know things are gonna go wrong. We have a lot going on, like, and we have so many opportunities at deals. We cherry pick the really, really good ones. And usually the really good ones are ones that take longer and require more work. Mm -hmm. And we have the crews and systems in place for that. We're doing one in Brooksmith right now. So our marketing for all our wholesaling comes in, but we cherry pick one right now. We're doing in Brooksmith, 10 month project, it should be seven months, but we're saying 10 months. If it goes 10 months, we should, and this is worst case scenario, profit 150,000. And that's after paying our private lenders $60,000 in private funds. I mean, in, in interest. Yeah, you're doing interest, interest, in interest Yeah, and, and, and everything, and clearing everything. So we should clear 150 to 200,000 minimum on that. And where most people get confused is like, is like they're like, you, you're a wholesaler, right? Okay, you do your little marketing, you get a wholesale deal, make 20, 30, $40,000 in a month. And you're like, oh my God, this is great. Now I'm gonna move into rehabbing. And you totally neglect what got you where you were, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then they let the wholesaling machine die. And now you do a flip that made you $60,000 and it took you six months. Well, that's an average of $10,000 a month. You probably have to pay that back now because you 
you weren't making your wholesaling fees. So now, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to keep that marketing, all those funnels going at one time. Always. I, I was going to ask you, because this is something that especially newbies struggle with. And you can tell them, you know, in, in 10 different languages, <laughs> still some people struggle. How, how important is the word consistency with what you do? It's, it's key. It's very important. It is, it is one of, I don't know how many commandments there are in the real estate, but that's one of them because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's just like you have to market. Like if nobody knows what you do, you're not going to get any business and consistently getting that message out there. They mm -hmm. kind of go hand in hand, yeah. you know? So it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be consistent with it. Yeah. We get people that come in, they do a one mailing campaign and they, they disappear. And, yeah. and you're like, what? Why are you not of like doing seventeen anymore? letters? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. So, but but still, you know, they can send a thousand or two thousand, and they don't get anything. Then they go out there and it's spread <laughs> to the world that direct mailing doesn't work, or bandit signs don't work, or whatever it is. You Most know, of the times work. Otherwise, you wouldn't see them out oh, no, there. No, 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 no. It all works. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, um, there was a. I don't know if y'all remember Jim Kennedy. Uh, he, he interviewed me for a, a thing he was doing. He was like talking to people who marketed and he was like interviewing me about direct mail or bandit signs, whatever I was doing at the time. And he said, at the end, I went back and said, well, what happened? What was the result? And he says, man, I talked to this guy about this and this. And he's like, man, he's like, you know what happened? He's like, the, you know which marketing worked the best? I was like, which one? He's like, the one you do. He's yeah. like, this guy had this, his results with this. Like, he's like, he's like, I found out they all work if you do them. Yeah. It's, yeah. What I find is most people get shiny object syndrome. And if I'm showing you how we generate leads in our business. Like I've even had people that come in and, and, and I'm coaching them and I'm like, hey, this is how we do it in our business. Do this, do this, do this, do this. And they're like, they start doing it and they're like, but hey, there's the what, about, idea. what about this over here I heard about? I'm like, ignore that. Do this, do this, yeah. do this. Okay, okay. Well, hey, I heard this webinar the other day. And it's like, it's like, dude, do this, do this. And it's like, you gotta do something. Sticks, pick something, stick with it and consistently stick with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do it and do it consistently. Yeah, because we've, we've interviewed people here in our podcast that do pretty much all the different, you know, versions of marketing <coughs> as far as wholesaling goes and even the new ones that are coming up. So anywhere from ringless voicemails to drop texts to uh, banding signs, they all work. It's like you're saying. Oh, we do all that, yeah. But these people are, like, for example, Robert Cannon, you know, he specializes in bandit science and as far as I know, that's all he does and he keeps at it and keeps at it and he's very successful. You know, there's people that do digital media, I don't know, Facebook ads and that's all they do and, and you know, they get really good at it mm -hmm. and it works. Oh yeah. But if, like you're saying, if you're going to start chasing, if in two months something new comes up that's, you know, not ringless voice, you'll see the crowds going after Well, you know, what, yeah. I, what I like about the cold calling thing um, is that most people that are act actively getting on the phone and calling, they're leaving the, the door open for the ones that are mailing. Uh, and the, the leads are different because a lead that comes from cold calling, you have to nurture that lead for months. And now a lead that you get from direct mailing, for the most part, they want out like very fast. Yeah, they're know? calling and, you, and you're and not calling them. And they're calling and you. So I think a big part of that is also how are your conversions is like, how, how are you framing the conversion? How are you? Cause I think because most like, I mean like our cold calling, most of our cold calling leads, we've actually been closing within 30 to 60 days, like literally close and, and they close like cash, mm -hmm. like funded. 
So I think it's more of a matter of how you frame it. Our direct mail now, they do call in and they are ready. They're ready. They are ready, yeah. but they're usually talking to four or five other people right. who sent them mail. Correct. Um, I don't, like, I believe, like I said, we all said that the, all the marketing works. It's really more on the person. And the person doesn't take the time to refine their conversions and their people skills and their, and their rapport building and their offer making. That's the biggest thing I've found that is, you could talk to as many sellers. If you can't get around to being able to properly project your offer and, and, and get your offer across to them in a professional manner that sounds acceptable, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, and you've all heard there's people that just, they can't say, they can't get the wording out correctly or they don't sound professional and mess it all up. If you can get that across, I think those are the people that win the fastest. So By that's the what way, I'm, I'm loving that you are touching on that point because we have a, a, a seminar uh, in June. It's called Neurolinguistics Programming for Dealing with Distressed Sellers. So if you want to if you want to be a part of that seminar, just hit me up, let me know and uh, I'll send you directions. And that's it. Uh, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming yeah. is but it's it's in everything we do if you really yeah. understand it. Like it's it's, it's it goes it's your back to daily what, conversations yeah. with your wife, girlfriend, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Exactly. It's it's a matter of like if if you could say something in a nice way and get it across to your wife or you can say something and totally mess it up and and then be in the doghouse the rest of the day, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, you know. What I mean, it's that's the same concept, right? I, I, I'm glad you touched on that because you know, we lately we've been going to appointments, right? And one of the reasons we got contracts over other wholesalers or, or investors, because at the end of the day, I just call everybody investors. Yeah. Um, is because we were real with our offer. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm going to recall one particular case. I told the guy, look, man, we're going to close in 60 days or less. Our contracts are standard 60 days, but we can close in less than 30. And he tells me, oh, there's this other guy telling me I, he can close in five days. <laughs> and I said, okay, man, look, that's fine and dandy. Title commitment takes that long to get back. I'm yeah. not going to get moving. So I started using all those other things to educate him on, look, I'm your better offer. I close. Yeah. I'm for sure. It's going to take me expert. maybe a little longer, okay? But I'm being realistic with my time frame. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, yeah, I'll take you. So he took us over $5,000 more yeah. in less time because he oh, yeah. believed that we were being truthful. That's it. We, we, yeah, were, we were not connected. trying to BS the it, guy, it's, right? It's just like AC saying, it's how the message gets conveyed, you know, the wording that he used. How you make yourself look professional, serious, mm -hmm. and and legit. That's that's another thing. There's so many people getting in the game. And, and what does everybody say? I mean, like, come on, like, look, look. You talk to somebody about so. What are all the like the catchphrases? There, I buy houses cash. Don't, don't leave without. <laughs> I buy houses cash. Don't don't leave without with, without a yes. You know, don't take no. Don't, yeah. Like, well, how, how do you do that? No, no, no. Like, what yeah. does that mean? Because there is a way to do it, but how do you do that? Well, if you don't know what you're talking now, and there's certain personalities that are just never going to sign yeah, the contract. That's they? right. You get an analytical personality, and they're not going to sign nah. it. they're gonna they're gonna hang on to it for a couple of days, and that's with anything. That's with their car getting fixed. Yeah. That's with you know. But but you get the driver personality. Uh, you could get them closed pretty fast. Um, you can do it if you answer their objections and you are and professional and smooth and and know how to say it. I believe. You know yeah. I mean? No, you're you know, you're totally 100%, right. hundred percent. You know, because you win them over like by being professional. I mean, it's like anything they throw at you, 
It's like Bruce Lee. You start going in there trying to throw punches at Bruce Lee. He's like, pop, 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 yeah. you know, right? Makes you look stupid, right? You got to be Bruce Lee with the objections. Right. You know right. what I mean? And yeah, then, I like that. And then, and then you answer everything. Pat, pat, and I love boom. that. And then, you, and then you won. You got it. So, they cannot argue with so that. So on your wholesaling business, do you have, um, you say you have eight acquisitions agents, right? Mm -hmm. Do they act, act, you know, physically go to the property and see it or, or it's all now locked over the phone? About 95% of the time we do not go to the property. Um, it's most of the time it's virtual. Man, yeah, we still go to a lot of houses. Um, and I know we've gotten contracts over people that do that, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I'm sure we lose some to that. Yes. And we will go on appointments. Right. Um, it's usually we, we try to handle all the objections we can before that point comes up. And then if we have to, we will. I mean, we're not against it. No, we're no, just, no. We're, we're trying to hit volume. No, but I see your possibilities are endless because you can go to multiple markets, multiple cities. And we're in multiple, we're, right. we're just starting to hit multiple cities. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so are we, yeah. but, uh, but that's one of the things that we've gotten a little bit. Uh, yeah. The part that I still don't get, and, and I don't know if you want to like go in depth into this, it's like, How do you determine repairs? So you ask the person to take pictures and send them over to your guys? We ask them, we ask them about the repairs on the property to get an idea of the condition. And then we're looking at straight comps. You know what right. I mean? Like, and I've always done this, like since even back in the day, I just look at what, what investors are paying for properties, which are usually your cash sales mm -hmm. on the MLS. And then I try to go below that about yeah. 10 or 15, 20 grand. And then I'll start 20, 30 grand below what the lowest MLS is. And if I land 10 or five or three below that, then whatever, and we'll lock it up, you know what I mean? But I did that when I was doing it myself back right, in the day. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. That's now, how I, now it's all streamlined, right? So, yeah. so um, okay, so you started, you started flipping your own house actually uh, when you got into real estate, now, yeah. that, now that I remember. Yeah. And then you discover wholesaling, right? Yeah. Now, how do you go from Flipping your own house to wholesaling. Now you're <coughs> flipping multiple prop properties and you're wholesaling as well within your company. You're also on the education space uh, with the Prosperity Group, right? Mm -hmm. uh, training other people in the Houston area how to basically do this business. Where do you go from here? Like, what's next? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure right now. Like, I, I've been questioning myself. Because there's phases, right? Like, I think when I was around 33 to 35, I was like, that's when I, we started Prosperity Group with mm -hmm. my, my ex-partner, Tim, <clears throat> um, who retired a few years ago from the, in, the education realm with me. But when we started, it was to care and contribute to the success of others. Mm -hmm. And I think for a minute there, I got worn out because it, it's a lot of pressure to take on and, and you can get burned out on oh, that, yeah. especially when you're running the actual real estate business And Plus, trying to do this. the educational side. It's a lot of pressure, right? And I think I, got, I recently, I, uh, well, the past couple of years, I've been really reinvigorated into to hitting it hard. And I look at it more of an impact thing. So I see, like before was to care and contribute to the success of, success of others. And that mm -hmm. was our, our close group of students. Right. Now it's more of, I want to make an impact kind of as big as I can, kind of like, like a crater. Like I want, mm -hmm. like a, like a, like a meteor. I want to, I want to hit as hard as I can, make an impact with as many people as I can. Mm -hmm. And then the way I see that is like, say if I have an impact with you or you, and, and not necessarily just in real estate, but most of the time that's could, where I'm going to have an impact. It could be anything. But whatever. financially fixing, helping you change your financial life, your children 
continue that business and they're like, oh, this guy or prosperity helped this or, you know, whoever it is. And I've already had people come to me and say, man, thank you. You taught my boss how to do this. And now I work for him and that's, that gives me a job. It's, it's that building gives, that it, legacy. It, 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 that's legacy. Mm-hmm. That's what real legacy is because right. it's not about, cause I, I can have like, if somebody takes the impact you had with them and then passes that on and says, yeah, man, this, this came from over here in a positive way. Cause that's, it's like word of mouth marketing, yeah. but I'm saying in just in general energy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm big on energy. So yeah. 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 All right. No, I, I mean, so you see yourself getting more in the educational side, maybe more, in order to online, hit that more wider instead of deeper, because my time is becoming less scarce. available. Yeah. It's a lot more scarce. Yes. Because, you know, I mean, me and my girlfriend have we're building our rental portfolio. You know, I mean, I, I got divorced about four or five years ago now and uh, liquidated my whole portfolio mm-hmm. back then to deal with all that. And now it's at a different time. You know, I have an, an, a girlfriend that we're building our life together mm-hmm. and we're building our portfolio. And um, so that's pretty and, much and next for you. Yeah, uh, rentals. Yeah. Oh, no, we've been building rentals for a few years, but like to get where we want to go, we want to get to like 100, 100 doors or so uh, just on the single family side. I'm not a big multifamily person. You know what I mean? Why is that? What, what, why do you like, uh, why do you prefer single I'm not family? against it. I, I just know single family and i have that machine that is so easy for me to run that i'm feel comfortable there i guess right you know what i mean i think that's more it than anything because i'm not and, and there's it. and there's no i mean it, it seems like people say okay the, the path is this you start doing this from this you jump to that from that, that you end up in multi-family <laughs> you don't necessarily have to make that jump from single family to multi i mean no yeah. so it, many it, people do but many people see it as a, the end game but you don't have to. You don't have to. It's all, it's all uh, the thing I like about real estate and the whole investment realm with all of this is because it doesn't have to be sticks and bricks, doors, multifamily or single family. You could end up being the bank and just hold notes. You mm-hmm. can, uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many different it's so avenues. Big. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So you could be, you know, just build up, take all your rentals and owner finance them out and build notes that way. Sell off the notes. You know what I mean? Uh, and then and then use that cash to, to private lend. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like the, you could do anything. It's like a real game of Monopoly. Yes. And the yeah. important thing is, like you're saying, make sure you stay focused, at least for some time, on one thing, instead of just following the shiny object syndrome where, you know, <laughs> you read a book or you watch a webinar, yeah. like you were saying, and it's like, oh, forget about that. I'm going to start doing this now. I'm going to start. Yeah. I'm going to quit wholesaling. I'm going to start doing notes to yeah. different animals. Yeah. <laughs> you you know? Know? And if you can build a system and a machine for something, and once you have that working properly, then you can move on. Then you can then you can focus on rehabbing or start trying to work on rehabbing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the worst thing is if you stop your wholesaling and that was making you money and you go into rehabbing and bet everything on that and that doesn't go well. You're back to square you, one. Now you end up at a job or homeless or something. No. <laughs> something not good. It yeah. can happen. It can happen. So uh, tell us about a deal that went wrong. Ooh, which one? What kind of wrong? <laughs> I don't know. You lost money on it on a wholesale deal or. Um... <laughs> I will tell you about um, on a wholesale deal. I haven't really lost a lot on wholesale deals, but we, OK, so I'll tell you one wholesale uh, one that just recently happened. We had a twenty three thousand five hundred dollar assignment fee and we got a five thousand dollar earnest money up front on it. The day of closing, 
the buyers come back and they pretty much strong armed us and made us take a $16,000 assignment fee. So um, lesson there, and, and we have a pretty good system in place. That doesn't happen to us a lot. Right. Uh, because I know the property was well worth what we sold it for. Right. I, I would have bought it if, if I would have had more time to line it up just, just to do right. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But to not have to sell it to them, but at the discount. But they kind of got us right there on, on the last day. But what we're going to do now is we're going to start charging more of an assignment fee on the bigger assignments. And our, you know, our serious buyers won't have a problem with that. If we would have had $10,000 earnest money on that or 15, would they have backed out as easy? Probably not. Mm. You know what I mean? And our, mm. we, we usually have two or three buyers that want each property. So it's not, it's not like we have to fight. It's like whoever they want the deals. Now, how did they, how did they come about negotiating you down on, on the assignment? What, what was their argument? They said that they would walk if, uh, if we didn't come down, that it needed, uh, roof repairs. And I forgot what else, some AC work or something like that. It, and it was, I, I don't think it was very legitimate. My, I talked to my acquisition guy. He was like, man, I saw that it was all okay. Okay. And, uh, not saying that it's not legitimate, but we gave them plenty of money in the in the estimate repair. Like they mm -hmm. they had plenty right. of room. Okay, this was not a, a tight deal. It was just they. I think they they did it. That's on purpose. what that's what they do. That's, that's what you that, know. That's some how buyers they save do. money. Yeah, that's what some buyers save do. Money and uh, yeah. But lesson learned: you probably won't sell them another house again. Yeah, and another one. Just, do I have a quick second? Yes. <laughs> um, back in the crash in oh eight oh nine. <clears throat> one thing that I, if I would have known then what I know now, I had five rehabs going on at the same time. One big one in the Heights and four like in Copperfield and all along 1960 Highway 6 on right. either side of 290. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and when the market went down and nothing was selling, um, I ended up trying to sell just to pay it because I would buy with loans. Right, so right. I would buy the house with a loan that I would put my money into the rehab. So I had $168,000 in cash of, of mine into the rehabs. So we started selling off just to try to pay the loans and get back what we could. And we ended up getting back uh, 68 grand of the 168. So we lost 100 grand in about seven months selling everything off. If I would have known then what I know now, I would have refinanced with private money because uh, one, the one house alone that I sold for 250, two years later sold for 525. Wow. Uh, I would I would have refinanced with a private lender, turned it into a you rental had it for all a minute, in money. and I, I had it with a regular loans. Oh. I didn't even I didn't even I would. This is back it was when conventional. I was, yeah, it was somewhere conventional. Yeah, banks think, were still think, loaning yeah, money. Yeah, they things. were still doing conventional back then. This is probably why they don't do it now. Like, right. you know what I mean, as much. <laughs> but I would use the loan because some of them weren't in that bad a condition. And then I think I had a hard money on on the big one was a hard money. But okay. but either way, like I had all these loans, I was just trying to satisfy them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if I would have known then, I could have refinanced with private lenders, you know, because I learned after that, they were like, man, private lenders, man, you would have came to me, you know, now I work with them on other deals and like, oh man, if, you know, if I would have known you then, I would have came to you and we would have did this and that. I'm like, but that's part of growing and learning. It, right? it is, know? it is. We, we, right now we're finishing a bunch of houses and I don't care if we make any money on it. I mean, to be honest, which I do care, but we, <laughs> I we care. are, we, I, care, we, yeah. I mean, we are just basically trying to get rid of a bunch of loans because we've, we've had them for a long time. Um, but that's a whole different uh, subject. Anyways, guys, um, AC, thank you so much, man, for oh, being in you. our podcast. We need to do this again, uh, probably on a third round. And where's Phil? To, we need to bring Phil. To, yeah, we need to bring <laughs> Phil next time. I know. We were in the car and we were like, man, we forgot Phil. By <laughs> the way, look out for Alien Education. Uh, uh, AC's podcast is coming out 
pretty soon, probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, we're finalizing some details with AC on, on when he's going to release them and all that. But look out for Alien Education. And until then, thank you so much, AC. We appreciate you, man. Thank you, yeah. man. I appreciate Remember it, to subscribe, share, hit us uh, a like, a big thumbs up. And uh, we'll be with you next week on another show, RenovatingRichesRadio.com or Renovando Riquezas in Spanish. Thank, Thank you. you, everyone. All right. Bye-bye.